Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm always so thankful that you've joined me today for the show. And I'm excited about today's show. I have two great guests, and you've heard them before. And this is Tim McGeehan and Tom Moffitt. And I have them in studio together um, because we did just finish Arizona Growth Summit. And it went well. We were so excited about the turnout and excited about who came and what was presented. We've gotten lots of great feedback. And I'm thankful that it was helpful and inspiring and motivating, which was our goal. So I thought I would have them on the show today just so that you could, if you weren't able to come, just get some of the overall picture of it and get some really inspiring and motivating messages. Just bits and pieces of what each, each of the three of us spoke about. So I'm excited to have Tim McGeehan. He is a founder and CEO of TDM Consulting, and he's the CEO and co-founder of BeFit Brands. And he also does TDM Consulting. He's an international management consulting firm. And he specializes in executive coaching and leadership development, employee engagement, and performance management. So I already know that he's gotten some people that were excited about what he had to say that want to meet with him. And so he really is available for coaching of any size business, whether it's uh, multinational, um, well, I should say international, not multinational, mm-hmm. <laughs> international business, or if it's really just an up-and-coming business that you're starting. So he's got some great insights and ways of looking at business, especially in a godly with a godly paradigm. And so Tom Moffitt, he is a motivational speaker, a pastor, and a success coach. And he has really one of the most amazing life stories. Mm. If you want to be inspired about what God can do and, you know, the belief yeah. issue of what, you know, you, God can do anything and you are needing to believe it yeah. and to not let circumstances dictate that. So, guys, thank you for being here. Yeah, awesome to be here. Thank <laughs> yes. you. Yeah, thank you for having us here. I think it's awesome. And I'm really excited about how it went. And it was fun to be a part of it, for sure. And, yep. and so, Tim, why don't you kind of give us some, some you know, feedback about what you got out of it, personally, and then also kind of some takeaways. Well, I'll tell you what, especially during your uh, presentation, Cynthia, my wife and I were taking diligent <laughs> notes, and we haven't compared all of them yet as of this weekend, but I'll tell you what. She's it, nudging you through the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, through the whole thing. I, I think any time you have the opportunity to spend time with colleagues and Learning and growing and sharing ideas about not just gender communication, but building quality relationships is a great opportunity for me. And Tom spent some time about taking the mountain and shared a great story with us. But um, specifically from your part, Cynthia, I think, you know, oftentimes we think relationships just happen. Exactly. And, and, exactly. and, and I don't know about you two, but oftentimes I feel like I mail in my relationships like, oh, well, you know, I've got a thick line here, or a thin line in terms of trust. And, and it's always a good eye opener for me to spend some time debriefing, thinking about the things that really make a difference. And really, 
when I say certain things to my wife, how does that come across? Or when I say certain things to my business, one of my business partners that just, you know, we just had an argument a couple of weeks ago that we could not connect on. Mm -hmm. And I, I have to tell you what, I was so humiliated by my own bad behavior that I really had to check my ego at the door and, and look at myself in the mirror and wonder, wow, you know, why is it that, that I just really couldn't connect with my business partner? And, and we have shared meaning, we have shared alignment on where we want to go, but we could not get on the same page. And after spending some time with you this weekend, Cynthia, it just really became vivid for me what my partner's coding my business partner's coding that information at or my dialogue with him at and, and, and my responsibility in that and how I need to step back and really you know shine some light on my own communication skills. You know, I think you brought up a good point about the whole ego issue. And, man, that's a tough one, you know. And ego, you know, we want people to have ego. I mean, oh, Jesus, yeah. I, tell, I tell people, Jesus had the strongest ego on the planet. And the reason we know he had a strong ego is because he could handle criticism he wasn't easily offended. Um, he was patient. He was kind. He believed the best about people. He didn't have to always have a word in rebuttal. You know, he could be mm -hmm. silent. He didn't have to always explain himself. And, and he's never less, le lost sight of the vision. And so that ego, when each of us, you know, my ego can get, you know, pulled in. And sometimes it's off and running and I'm watching it happen, you know. Sure. And so I, there's this great saying that says, you know, ego is that you know ego is is instead of noticing something it wants to be something mm -hmm. you know and so that yeah, ego part of good. me wants to be something in right. that in that relational exchange right. and wants to make sure that you know who i am mm -hmm. instead of me seeking to understand before i'm understood right and it's tough yeah. It, yeah. it takes a lot sure. of self control sure. and it doesn't matter how long i work on it i can do really really well and if it's the right circumstances you know, I'm tired or I'm weary or it's personal to me yeah. or somehow, mm -hmm. you know, the enemy of my soul comes in and, and I'm off and running. Yeah. And I'm and in retrospect, I'm like, was that really me? Yeah. Cynthia, I think yeah. you said something really paramount there, which is, you never, you know, Jesus never lost sight of the vision. And right. I, I think it's one of the key principles for success is mm -hmm. that you never lose sight of your vision. And that keeps you from drifting. And I lost sight of the vision a couple of weeks ago with my business partner, and I lost sight completely of what we were trying to get done. And I know, Tom, you shared a great story this weekend, which was about Caleb and he taking the mountain. I and, loved it, yes. You know, 40 years later, he still wants that mountain at 80 years old. It, it was just a, a great metaphor. And, I never and lost sight of that vision. Never lost sight of that vision. And at 80, he's going to take the mountain. Yeah, I think that, you know, even with the, the, the whole theme of the summit, um, growth, and personal responsibility, the capacity to be able to take personal responsibility no matter where you're at. And I think that sometimes you can have a negative feel to that, but a very positive feel. Because if um, I can take responsibility, then I can solve and bring a solution to the table. Yeah. And so no matter where you're at relationally, and, and uh, as you taught on relationships, and specifically the distinction in how men and women process, Cynthia, and how you taught on that, I think that it's certainly true of your interpersonal relationships, but then st definitely the way you interact you know, at, in your workplace and in different, different uh, capacities and the ability to be able to get some information and say, hey, wait a second, I can start to make some changes in my scenario that can make a difference and an impact. And, you know, I believe that the Bible is the most successful book ever written. Absolutely. And all the principles of success, whether it's interpersonal, whether it's building a business, a company, your relationships, no matter where you're at, you can be a success and come into everything that God has for you if you believe it. Well, you know, but you also made a really good point about what success really looks like. Mm -hmm. So Caleb did not look successful for a very long time. Right. That right. didn't mean he wasn't. Right. 
Because not losing the vision, that's the issue of success. I think that's the amazing thing about that story Mm -hmm. is that Caleb, they they came from Kadesh Barnea going into the promised land. He was ready to go the first time at 40 years old, but because of somebody else's weaknesses, he wasn't unable to go. And yet... And their fear. That disappointment, that failure, no matter you know how you kind of play it out at the end of the day, he was able to hold on to his passion and still hold the vision that God had set aside for him to be able to fulfill. You know, and I think that's amazing, the idea of patience and really believing God's heart. Sure. You know, and having patience to say, I know God has laid this on my heart. And that's some of the people that came to the summit. You know, they have a vision. Yes. They want to build either a bigger business or they want their business to be better. They want to have better relationships. They want their quality of life to improve. And so even though they might not have a concrete vision, some of what, you know, especially the teaching that you guys did was help to kind of make that more concrete. Like, you know, what do you really want? Right. What do you want? And I I really appreciate some of the things that, Tim, you were talking about. Um, It helped out. You know, I kind of laid out there the concepts that, you know, if you feel trapped, no matter where you are, no matter what it looks like, God has placed the capacity to be able to achieve the things that you need to achieve, and it's inside of you. Take personal responsibility. It's in you. And some of the practical things that uh, you pointed out, seven concepts or or, uh, basic principles that successful people do. And one of the things that struck me, Tim, was I think it was your second point on urgency and how that successful people— um, you, we know that we've only got so much time. And I think that, um, you know, lots of times when it comes to achieving or, or necessarily taking uh, responsibility, it, we, we get that round to it. Well, I'll get around to it, but that it, it has got to happen within the context of time. And something that really struck a chord with me were successful people are passionate about getting what they need to get done within the context of time. Don't put it off. And Jesus said, now is the time of salvation. You know, one of the interesting things I've seen, uh, you know, being an executive for a Fortune 100 company was the most successful people I knew had more done before 9 a.m. than most people did all day long. That sense of urgency. That sense of urgency to make their to-do list, to get up, to do their devotion, to get their mindset right and Mm -hmm. get their settings right for the day really propelled their whole week and and their day. And the people that I see the most successful and, and... Actually, when I feel like I'm at my peak is when I'm up early, I get my quick to-do list done, I get my devotion, I get my prayer time, a little meditation, and I'm off to the races. I am so much more productive on those days and clear-headed on those days than when I lumber around till nine, three cups of coffee. Now, I'm not saying you don't want to sleep in and take good rest and and uh, you know have your traditional Sabbath day. However, it, it is so critical that you do it today because there may not be a tomorrow. And that's and, what I think I, I, you know, I, we want people to capture, is that some people in their personality, and I would love what you pointed out, Cynthia, is that you know, the whole personality temperament dynamic, and some people could say, well, you know, getting up and getting going and really flying is just not my, part of my personality. Yeah. You know? And what we're saying is, no, wait a second downloaded inside of you are the things that you need in order to be successful, and you can do this. You can continue to move forward and take those things that you need to fulfill with that sense of urgency well, I, I that i got to do this yes, today. It's a good point because I say to people many times, there's a reason the sun rises. Yes. Yeah. And that's what, you know, it doesn't mean I have to rise with the sun. Yeah. But it started its day. It's you good. know, It rose and started its day. It's very and good. so we need to rise and start our day. And we all have a different way of starting our day. 
But we need to really take ownership of that day Mm -hmm. and make that day like the only day we've ever had. This day matters because it truly may be our last one. Yes. But it, it matters. That day matters. And so if that day is set aside for, wow, we did a whole lot of work. We want to rest. We want to have a season of rest. If that's a day, if that's a vacation of two weeks. Yeah. But that's the rising and taking responsibility for that day. That's what that day is. Mm-hmm. You know, John Maxwell wrote a great book, uh, Today Matters. Yes. And, and yes. He, he outlines really key principles on how to make the most of your day. I and, like that. And how important it is. You know, this is the day that God has made. Well, so, yes. There's purpose. There's passion. There's all things that need to happen that can happen that are there, you know, regardless of your feeling. You right. know, uh, it doesn't matter whether you feel like you're going to be successful in that day. As you get going and you let your sun That's rise. Right. That's right. That's know, right. Well, happen. you know, it really is that idea that God made the day. He gave the day. And that's my day, and I need to make that day. Yes, that's so good. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. I'm here with Tom Moffitt, Tim McGeehan, and we are really talking about some of those takeaways from Arizona Growth Summit last weekend. Join me again in the next segment, and make sure you check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are joining me today with Tim McGeehan and Tom Moffitt. And they are two dynamic uh, coaches. Uh, Tom Moffitt is also a pastor. They are both success coaches, strength coaches. Uh, Tim McGeehan is a business executive and, and is great at consulting with major businesses, small companies, whatever that is, as to how to make that company be the best that God had intended for that vision to be. So we are kind of doing some recapping of the summit. If you were at the summit, you'll just get some, some more recap, and, and you're, you're, um, you'll be reminded of some of those takeaways. If you weren't able to come, I'm excited for us to do this because you get to have some of those great takeaways. Yeah. So we left this last uh, segment on talking about the fact that every day the sun rises. And one of the, the aspects of success, of being your own best version, being who God has called you and created you to be, is taking a hold of the day. And that sounds very simple. And it is simple, but it may not be so easy. Yeah, it's not always so easy, no, is it? No, it's not. And, and I think to program yourself to set your day and to keep consistent. And, and the reason why we have priorities that do create a sense of urgency as a call to action is because it keeps us from drifting. And it is so easy to get caught up in sure. social media, in TV. The average, I think, person in the United States watches over three and a half hours of TV a day. If we just did that every single day, there's, you've got three screens, you've got a laptop, a phone, a TV. There's all kinds of distractions. We've got kids. We've got, you know, it, the list goes on and on. The dog, let alone a distraction, but in most cases, a good distraction. That's the reason why priorities, goals, actions matter so much to to constantly increase your sense of urgency and keep us on track. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, I think, you know, even about setting the day, you know, I, I think many times we struggle with the fact that our day rises as we get going, we're, we're hit with a plethora of feelings. And many times those feelings are not congruent with what we want or we want to That's achieve. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we allow those feelings to dictate the day as opposed to something greater than that. And I believe the greatest thing that we can do, Cynthia, in terms of really orchestrating the success that God has for us is to be able to first start the day and understand our identity in it. Because God starts first with identity and then take action predicated upon that identity and then ultimately feelings will follow. 
And I think it's crucial that uh, we're able to do that, that, hey, you know what, this is that this is what I want. This is the passion of my soul. This is who I am. And I might not feel like it today. Um, I might not uh, necessarily uh, get all the outward stimulus that I need, but this is who I am. And making little decisions congruent with that, and then pretty soon that motivation will follow in. It will kick in. But sometimes the motivation isn't there up front. Well, you're making a really good point because a lot of the brain research that that we understand, the way that the brain works is it links things together. Mm. And so I talk to people all the time about momentum. I said, you know what? Don't think about how big it is. Like I have to do this this morning. I got to get up. I got to check my emails. I got to do my text. I got to do my devotional. I've got to read the Bible. I've got to pray. I've got to get in the shower. I've got to get, oh my gosh. I've got to work out. I don't even want to start. Right. And so it's like one of the things that that we work on, especially with people that struggle with depression, is we break things down into the smallest possible piece. So I will say something to this degree. I will say to a person that's depressed and can't get out of bed. I said, okay, then all I want you to think about is just rolling out of bed. I want you to lay on the floor. I don't care. Just get out of bed. Mm -hmm. And once they do that, then I say, then once you're there, all I want you to do is walk into the bathroom. Just start there. And if you give yourself even permission to say, that's all I have to do, yep. what happens is you start to get some momentum. And it's the way goals work. It absolutely, really is. Absolutely, is we break them down as to however small it needs to be broken right. down to get the momentum going. Because, you know, God cannot steer a parked car. I have people that come to me and, you know, they say, well, I really don't want to, you know, um, it, it could be in the area of exercise. Um, I, I really don't, you know... Sometimes I'll do my success coaching from AZR, which is AZ on the rocks. And yes, I, yes. I, I, I still need to visit that. I, I literally <laughs> take people up a rock wall. You yes. know? And so sometimes at the bottom, oh, I would never do that. I can't do that. I, I could never do that. I'm, I'm fearful of heights or whatever. But I also understand the principle that you're talking about, Cynthia, and that's this, is that, look, you'd be surprised at the goals that you have once you achieve a certain level. Some people feel like that they don't have any of those goals um, only because they can't get their head around it. So once they start to achieve, let's say they get up that wall, and, you know, once they're there and they come back down, they might be surprised at just how much they enjoyed it and, and therefore set a whole new set of goals. And it could be that with exercise or business or wh- whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Once you start that momentum, momentum and you start to, to, to move forward, a whole new set of goals, especially if you achieve one small level of that, you may then go, you know what? I've got this. I can do this. I, I, I believe now from here I can get to that point. Right. So I think it is, you know, who, who said that one of the most inf- uh, important steps to climbing a mountain is the first step. Absolutely. You know, just take that first step. But if you're looking at the full mountain, if you're looking at Mount Everest, it could look overwhelming. So, you know, focus on that first step and then it's just, you know, step after step. You know, I think most often people have the skill set and they say, well, I don't know how to do that. It's true. That, that couldn't be further from the truth. People have learned how to climb upstairs. Yeah. They have that same skill set inherent Some in them. Some version of that. Yes. Some version yes. of it that is completely transferable to the I can't do X. Well, we should cut out can't first of all. Right. So we'll right. lose that. However, everybody almost has that skill set inside of them. Well, I, I can't do public speaking. Well, have you ever talked to your spouse? Okay. That was public. That was public. <laughs> it was in front of someone. <laughs> right, exactly. And so it, it, it can break down to that small, which That's I think exactly is what you're right. saying, is yes. that, you know what, if you have ever ridden a bike, you didn't ride your bike the first time and then just quit. 
If you're going to start off by talking to your spouse, I would suggest you get <laughs> Cynthia's teaching at the Girls Summit because it'll help you immensely. Yeah. I want to tell you, but you there know, was a lot that I learned. You, you know, really, you in know, terms of the you dis- have this distinction. Good, you had this good point, and I don't want to miss what uh, Tim when you were talking about. You know, the whole version. You have the skill set, and you know, understanding that that the whole I can't issue. And the more we understand the science of the brain, it's like when I, I think I talked to you guys about this is a GPS, right? Yeah, Your brain yeah. is a GPS. And you, you don't tell your car, I don't want to go to Tempe, and then expect to get there. You tell your car where to go. Mm-hmm. So we need to tell our brains where to go. That's right. so, in, so the brain doesn't understand the word can't. Correct. Right? right. So if we say, I can't do that, then you stall out everything. And mm-hmm. what we end up thinking is, I guess I really can't. Mm-hmm. Right. When all it was is that your brain is saying, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Tell so, me where to go. Exactly, yes, exactly. Yes. So yeah. we're coming up on 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 a break, and um, I'm excited about all of this. And and it's helpful for me to continue to hear this again because sure. that is how we learn. Completely, you know, we yeah. need to yep. re- continue yep. to hear it. And I, I'm thankful that we had three speakers because when you hear similar things from a different person, yeah. we hear it in a different manner. And so it helps tremendously. Yes. So I'm excited about uh, the next one that we're coming, and we're going to make sure you all know about when that next one is. Yep. And um, we have Tom Moffitt here, who is a phenomenal success coach, strength coach, strength, actually physically strength coach. I do. do, You know, I I say strength coach. It's spirit, spirit, mind, and body. I believe it's a trichotomy. It's all together. It is. But you also do body, right? I do body. I always talk to you about my little, like, my cute little workout that I do, which is fine for me, right? Because I am not the one that likes to sweat. Yeah. Do not like to sweat. But I do work out because it's so important important. to the whole entire system. We are the temple of the whole system. Yes, we are. And so, Tim, we have you. You're a phenomenal growth coach as well and business consultant. And you do businesses all the way from small to multi... Multi-billion. Yes. Um, just depends on what the project is. And really, and what it, division. It, it comes down to what that leader, where they want to go. Exactly. To be candid with you. So it's not any different than the conversation we just had. Well, see, I think that's what we need to talk about is the fact that what works with small also translates to big. Absolutely. It's the concepts that we, want, that we need to know. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me again in the next segment with Tom Moffat, Tim McGeehan. And we are talking about growth all the way across the board. So join me again. Visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are joining me today with Pastor Tom Moffat and Tim McGeehan, who is the founder and CEO of TDM Consulting, and he's the CEO and co-founder of TrueFit Brands and TDM Consulting, um, and it's an international management consulting firm. But I do want to make sure that you know that Tim, although he does multi-billion dollar companies, he also does startup companies, smaller companies, companies that may not want to grow to be that but want to be very successful because the concepts are universal across the board, no matter how big you are, no matter how small you are. And Pastor Tom, amazing success coach, motivational speaker, pastor, love the messages that you give. You're so good at creating biblical principles and making them so available to everyday life. So we were kind of talking off air about this idea that the one thing that all three of us talked about repeatedly is that it's an inside job. It's the inside out. Yep. And the way I make the outside work and keep it working 
is maintaining the internal world and doing the internal work and doing that correctly. And then you add that to connections and the need for connectedness, that if our connections are broken with God, spouses, friends, neighbors, business partners, customers, whatever, whoever it is we're serving, if those connections start to break down to whatever degree of strength those connections are, then the vision is not going to happen. That's true. You know, it's interesting. Uh, we talked about the body before. The Apostle Paul used the body as an example of yes. the way that the church is supposed to run. And he said something very interesting. He said, every joint must supply. And he's talking about how that whatever, and I got this statement, whatever becomes a unit becomes a power. And your body has this capacity to communicate to each other. But if it's not connected and it's not communicating, portions of that body will go lazy. And you have got to train it. And if you don't train a certain portion of it, then another portion of your body will overwork, and then pretty soon you're going to be injured. Now, if you look at the body of Christ, they say 10 15% of that body does the work within the context of the church, and this is why you know the, the, the church as a the whole burnout. We get is, is functioning injured. Can you imagine what would happen if the full body, every part, did its work? And the other concept that I see in that, Cynthia, inside out, is that everything is important. And when you look at the body, sometimes, you know, if you were to look at, let's say, a muscle and fitness magazine or uh, a shape magazine, and you look at the outside, people say, oh, I want to look like that. And if they focus on the exterior first, then although they're getting a certain look, the interior has these, these muscles called medial muscles or these intrinsic stabilizing muscles. And if you don't target the intrinsic inside first, then ultimately those muscles will become unstable and you'll be doing an exercise and pretty soon you'll tear that muscle and you've done that exercise 15 times but it's because you didn't focus on the inside and let the strength flow to the outside it's the same principle spiritually that's same good. principle physically yes yeah. that's good it, it's true it, it's it's the same thing when computers first came out we launched one of the first cpus that came that actually hit the market below is this that best buy? yeah this is that when i was at the best buy days uh, i think i bought that thing <laughs> yeah it was a piece of junk by the way, but it did work but but i was so frustrated when computers came out because everything i put into it i didn't didn't understand what was going to come out of it and that's that is just like your life what you put into it is what you're going to get out that's true. so when you go to google if you don't be specific today and put in exactly what you want you're going to get exactly what you put in and that's no different than us taking personal responsibility for what's going on inside of, inside yeah. of us yeah. mm-hmm. right in in that that we have to be honest with ourselves of where we're at today charles garfield this uh psychoanalyst who's actually a mathematician as well did this whole report on the six key factors after um to success and and he interviewed 1500 people of these high peak performers one of the key disciplines was that they were honest with themselves about where they were at awareness yeah. the awareness because then mm-hmm. then what that allows for is it allows for people to actually opt in and say you know what i'm responsible for what goes on inside of me so that I can get the outside to behave the way that I want it to. You know, I always am telling clients, imagine a world if everyone just took care of themselves. If, if everybody just took really good care of themselves, mm-hmm. imagine what the world would be like. Wow. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Be and phenomenal. So, yeah, and so it really is that, that it, it's the hardest thing, but it is the easiest way to be successful. I do have is, a connect, uh, question for you. Yes, um, So our, Tim brought up, I think, a crucial point on awareness. Yes. And, you know, he was saying, taking a look at yourself. Why do you think it's our tendency as humans not to want to look? Um, maybe in some of those flaws or those areas or we're in a place where we can't seem to break out of. Uh, into the, but 
Well, if, there's lots of reasons. If it's for awareness, that. you know, shame, no, I think that's guilt, a good. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a good question because we we kind of are about thirty seconds away yeah. from our break. So let's start with that in the next segment because I think that's helpful for people. I think it's a great question mm-hmm. about why doing the internal work mm-hmm. is so daunting. It's so difficult. You know, and that people don't generally start to do that until everything is a complete system breakdown. Yep. And then even then they have a t- hard time still looking in and they still want to do the external. Right. That it's that, that, that outside of me that's making me be like that's this. That's a really great topic. It's a, it's a it's good tough. topic. It's yeah. tough. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. We are going into the last segment. If you have not been able to, to, if you've just joined in and you haven't been able to listen to the show, please visit my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. And all the shows there are in their entirety. You can listen to the entire show. So join me again in this last segment with Tim McGeehan and Tom Moffat. We are talking next time in this next segment about the internal world. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. And if you're just joining in, I'm in the last segment of this show. And I have with me Tom Moffat. Motivational speaker, pastor, and success coach, and Tim McGeehan, who is founder and CEO of TDM Consulting, which is an international management consulting firm. And we just finished uh, Arizona Growth Summit last weekend, and it really went well. We were really excited about it, got some great feedback, and have really good, amazing ideas for the next one that we're going to do. And we left off this last segment talking about the internal work. And one of the things I say to clients very frequently is I say, if you don't do the internal work, the external won't work. And it really is true. If I do not do the internal work, the external won't work. And so it's this idea of why don't we want to look inside of ourselves? And, you know, primarily what that comes down to is shame. Mm. And that comes with the package of our DNA. We were born with shame. And and then the world adds to it. The way we are parented adds to it. Maybe we had parents that weren't interested in us, that shamed us relentlessly, maybe without even knowing it. Sometimes it's covert. Sometimes it's overt. So we spend a great majority of our life proving to the world that we are someone of value and we don't necessarily feel we are of value. And so we want to justify, we want to explain, we want to give excuses, we want to say that it's everybody else, that we don't get the breaks that people get, or that, you know, if I weren't treated this way, that I would do better, or my spouse gets in my way, or my kids, I, you know, I had to do my kids, or whatever it was as to why we aren't who we think we were destined to be, want to be, or designed to be. And so when we talk about that internal work, it really has a lot to do with acceptance. It has Mm -hmm. a lot to do with trust, like you and I were talking, Tom, Mm -hmm. off air, of who God says we are. And it really comes down to a spiritual issue. And so regardless of the the spiritual um, affiliation of people on my caseload, it still is always a spiritual issue. Even if they are not necessarily Christians or someone of faith, Mm -hmm. it is a spiritual issue Mm -hmm. of who am I and why am I here and am I of any worth and value? Mm-hmm. And do I have to continue to prove it? It's true, Cynthia. You know, only spirit uh, can be solved by spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, flesh can't solve a spiritual That's issue right. no matter That's what. Right. And so, you know, if you take a look at, you know, the whole shame and guilt issue, I think that that probably well, you're, and we, you're and right. And then, see, we end up doing behaviors that we feel like prove how bad we are. So as much as we want to excuse them and say, but in our gut, we feel like, well, maybe I really am that bad. Look what I did. Look what I said. Look what I think. Look how I feel. Look what they're doing. And, and we have this tendency then to listen to the world talk to us about our worth and value and determine for whatever decade that we are in, right? I was in the 80s. 
there was a very clear picture of if you were in the 80s, what was worthwhile, yeah. what was a person of worth and value, how mm. you had to look, how you had to act, what I you had to do. I may not measure up. Exactly. And so the, the outside is always telling us and giving us a measuring stick that we know is not from the Father, is not from the Creator. And so mm. the goal is I have to first come to terms with the fact that I'm created as a person of worth, that I'm valued simply because God made me. Mm. And I have to get on board with Him and start to feel his feelings toward me, yep. which is what Jesus living in me does. It changes I get to everything. feel God's feelings toward me. During the summit, you pointed out the distinctions between men and women and how we process. And one of the things you were encouraging us as men were to validate, to validate yes, our spouses, yes, to yes. validate um, females, yes. because it's very important. To care need that about there. what they care about. Did you but, have to remind me? Yeah. Well, you know, that I, I've, I've got it inscribed on my forehead. Well, I, got more, my I got a little I'm, more coaching left for you, Tim. I'm going to get another tattoo right now, and it says yeah. validate. Yeah. You know, so... But listen, um, you know, the, the thing that I think in that is it's, it, I think it does become hard for us to validate because we're all looking for validation. That's and right. so the expectation is for somebody to validate me. When in actuality, when you settle these in- inside issues and you're confident in who God has made you to be, you have that sense of identity, you can come to what the Bible says is a peace of God that surpasses understanding. And when there's a person at peace in themselves, based upon who they are, it puts them into a position of strength. Peace is always strength. And it puts them into a position of strength to be able to genuinely validate that other person, not to look for that other person to meet a void or a need that's inside of them, but to genuinely validate somebody else because you're at peace in who you are. You're not looking for the externals and those things that we prop up our identity with. And the problem is, whether it's a business, some type of achievement, all achievements in businesses and, and health, those are great things. Those are great external things, but they also are evanescent. They can be taken away. So consequently, when you try and build your sense of value on those things that are here today and gone tomorrow, you're on that proverbial roller coaster. Right. But when the God, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, says, I value you, you, uh, you are my son, you are my daughter, and you're secure in that, it puts your spirit into that place of peace so that you can genuinely engage and add value to another human being. Well, I think the, the issue that you're trying to explain very, that you're doing very well is this issue of belief. See, it's a spiritual problem because it's a belief issue. Mm-hmm. So I have to believe that this is true. Sure. And so that's where the connectedness comes in. Yeah. See, when I have clients that come to me and I value them and they experience God through me, mm-hmm. they begin to be able to trust to believe that what I say about them is true. And so we get, so we, it's a twofold thing. I can't get it externally, but yet at the same time I can. Yes. And yeah. so when I, and that's only through relationship. It's not through endeavors. It's not through what I acquire. It's not through amount of money. It's not through my appearance. It's in my connected relationships. The higher the connectivity, the more value I feel, the easier it is for me to believe what God says about me. Yeah. Right. You know, Martha Beck said she used really good language in this. She wrote a, a book about this, that, that there's the essential self. And then there's the social self. And so often we try to fill up the void of the essential self, our inside, our spirit, with social behavior. That's, that's very good. With, with, with yeah. a new car, a new yes. watch, yes. a yes, new, exactly. you know, it's kind of the proverbial crisis of the midlife crisis. And now I've got to go out and get a Corvette and I've got to do all these fancy things. I'm filling my life up with all these social things. And yet at the end of the day, I still fill this void because I haven't done the work on 
what she calls the essential self, well, which and, we know as the spirit and, and, yes. and who and, you are. And see, it's connecting to self as well. Because see, what exactly. abuse does, what the world does is want, not only does the world tear apart relationships and want to pull apart relationships, it also wants to pull apart my relationship with self so that I abandon self, mm. so that I do that shaming behavior to me, that I want to get away from me, that I don't like me, that I don't have peace yeah. with me. So a divided house can't stand. If I'm not at peace with me, if I'm at war with me, if I don't like me, if I'm abandoning how me. How can you like someone else? Exactly. And how can I then actually be doing what God has called me to do? I can't achieve it. I can't, right. I, I can't make it. And so it's that coming to terms with self, which is forgiveness, acceptance, truly love. And so I say to people, God has called you to care about who he cares about, and you are one of those. I have to care about me. It's wonderful when I care for everybody else, but God said very clearly to me, you're the primary caregiver of you. I'm depending on you to care about you until I come and take you home. So it's about I, you caring about I think about that's important, you. Cynthia. Um, I don't accept everything I, I do. I don't church. like everything I do. I heard this in church on Sunday, and it, the, the message was fantastic, but he, this person made a point. And um, I, I pushed back on a little bit. He said this, and I get the principle. He said, listen, learn to be ruthless with yourself but generous with other people. And I thought, if you're ruthless with yourself, you will be ruthless with other people. Right, you need to be ruthless and gentle. You know what? And so it's not so much about being, you know, if you are first <laughs> kind to yourself, you will be kind and to other accepting. people. That's and right. accepting of yourself, yeah, you'll be would... accepting of other people. If you're approving of yourself, you'll be approving of other people. Not selfishness or self-centeredness. And see, we talk, There's yes. a difference between and see, we loving about... yourself and being self-centered. Right. right. And one of the things we talked about at the summit was that acceptance does not necessarily mean agreement. Yes. I can accept people for who they are in the circumstance that they're in. It doesn't mean I agree with it. Right. It doesn't mean I condone it. It doesn't mean I want to encourage it. Right. But I have to accept them first. It's not that's, always easy to do, that's isn't what, it? Yes, but that's what Jesus does with us. Yeah. He accepts us exactly where we're as at we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. as good. he changes us. It's very, very good. So, you know, Tim. Yeah. Yes. We've been letting you be quiet for a while. Well, I'm listening to this great dialogue because <laughs> I think it is that battle inside. Sure. It is an internal battle that I think is where the work gets done. And and it's not the easiest of battles. Like if, It's so much easier to go fill your life up with external things. The real work and the real beauty and the real love comes from within. And You brought that out, Tim, in the summit. You, you talked about how that you're talking about business principles and how that you and a partner had a falling out. Yeah. And how that that started this internal kind of work within you that you had to process internally and then actually go back to your partner. And well, I, I would like to blame my business partner for everything, but I just can't because yeah. at the end of the day, I was the one that was getting angry. But see, you had to come to peace with yourself before you could be at peace with him. So you had to come to terms with you, forgive you, get on top of you, accept you so that you could actually be a safe person to talk that, to him. That is why I believe honesty of self is the key yes. stepping stone. Right. This. If I can truly look in the mirror and not look out the window at my business partner, but I actually look in the mirror and go, wow, you know, what did I do that caused this behavior in me? And then by my behavior, I am showing him the kind of person that I am. And so it's not by anything else. It's strictly my behavior. And wow, I don't want to show up that way. So if I don't want to show up that way, I better come to terms internal with when he says certain things, how I code that. That's not his issue. That's my issue. I wonder how many businesses have fallen apart just because there was a difference in opinion. It couldn't come to that point. And just a simple internalization, where do I take responsibility with this? What was my, what was my role? And then humbling yourself and coming back would have saved 
companies, businesses, marriages, other relationships. And but I think it comes back to what I, we're talking will, about, connection. Yeah, I will flat out tell you there's a graveyard full of billion-dollar businesses that went down because of it, because yeah. of a ego that ran overboard, because a company went to externalize everything but quit looking in the mirror, yeah. instead blamed everybody for their issues. I've seen a $10 billion company that had a billion dollars in cash go bankrupt. I've seen church within two Amazing. years, Amazing. two years, a billion dollars. I'm not talking about a small company, right? And I've seen that in relationships. I, I've done it. In I've my seen own it in churches. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. literally in staff meetings, when um, a pastor is saying, "How come people won't come to our church? What's wrong with these people?" <laughs> and I'm thinking, ah, I don't think it's the people. <laughs> did, did, did you say it was? Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm Tom Moffat. It's my fault. <laughs> all, three, all three of us paused. It might be us. Statement. Just saying, wow, might be us. But wow, what yeah, these people, you know, what's wrong right? with these people? And I think that you know sometimes we have a tendency to do that. And it's interesting if you look at Genesis chapter three at the fall of man. There were two primary questions. The first two questions God ever asks. Adam sins, and he's hiding behind a fig leaf. And God comes into the garden, and he says, Adam, where are you? I'm pretty sure that God knew exactly where Adam was, right? But he's saying, Adam, where are you? Because Adam didn't know where he was. And then Adam said, well, I'm hiding here because I was naked. And then God said, who told you that? So all of a sudden, God is saying, Adam, you're unaware, and you don't know how to relate to people around you, to me, and now you're hiding when you don't have to be hiding. And secondly... There's an inner dialogue that has started, and you're listening to a voice, and you used to only listen to my voice. And God is calling us to that to say, hey, wait, who's telling you those things? Yeah. Who, who, who is who's speaking that? Who's putting That's that right. in you? Because That's I'm right. not putting that in you filled with shame and guilt and condemnation. Who is telling you those things? And I think that that warrants well, that, a question for all of us. Who is saying that? That was a big part of our dialogue this weekend is yeah. what's that internal voice telling right, you? And, right. and, or who else is talking to you? And who else is talking to you? Exactly right. Even people, you pointed out how important it is for relationships. Well, I have to end us today. And I'm so appreciative of you guys. Thank you for being on the show. And the summit was very amazing. And I'm excited about the next one that we're going to do. Yes. And so um, I want to encourage you listeners to make sure you visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T. Like the Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt, Inc., that um, is incorporate. That's INC for Incorporated. You get lots of information about the upcoming events. And Pastor Tom, tell us how people can get a hold of you. Well, TomMoffitt.com is my website. TomMoffitt.com. So, yeah, they can email me there, or if they Perfect. have any requests or would like some coaching, we'd be glad Speaking, to help them out. Right. Speaking, I love to yes. speak at engagements yes, and do a lot awesome. of keynotes, and yes. so love doing it. Okay, Tim, how about you? How yeah, can we get a hold thing. of you? Yeah, same thing. Any speaking engagement, any any opportunity to help people grow their business or grow themselves individually, I'm open to dialogue. And you, they can reach me at Tim at TDMConsult.com, TDMConsult.com. Awesome. Okay, well, make sure you join in next week. We're excited, and I'll let you know about the next summit. This is Cynthia High with Conversations with Cynthia, 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk. Join us again next, next week, and make sure you visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, 
You can hear a replay at any time at faithtalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.